0: All right. All right. Hey, everyone. How's your guys' day going? How's Seminar 1? Awesome. Well, I'm so excited you guys are here. My name is Barnaby. Once again, this is my lovely wife, Christine. We came here from the San Francisco Bay Area. Any Bay Area folks in here? Woo! Yeah. All right. So we're excited to be here with you today because we want to uh, share some stories and also give you guys some practical tools and training on how to share the gospel with your peers, especially at school. And it's my hope that you'll be inspired, encouraged, and more equipped as you leave this seminar today. So as we get started, I want to ask, who here is a public school student? Public school? Wow, that's a that's a big, that's more than the last seminar. What about private school? Private school? Yeah, about the same as last. Homeschool? Homeschool. Well, I just want you guys to know that no matter what kind of school you go to, there's a place for you, and this seminar is Definitely going to work and apply in your life. So in this workshop, we're going to talk about how you can proclaim the gospel clearly and confidently, how you can lead outreach at your school, even if you're homeschooled, you could be part of outreach happening at a nearby school, and three specific challenges that you can take up to actually start sharing your faith this year. Uh, We put together this worksheet for you guys and given you some really cool pens that I might need back at the end of the seminar, but hopefully you guys can take some solid notes um, so that you guys just retain everything in this seminar. But when we're talking about proclaiming the gospel, I think the best thing to do is to first remind ourselves of why this is a need. Why is it a need for us to share the gospel with our friends, with our schools, with our families who don't know Jesus? Let me hear from you guys. Why share the gospel? Yeah. Amen. It's the greatest news ever, and it would actually be selfish to not share it. Right here. The world is falling, and need the yeah, amen, right? The world is fallen, and people need the gospel. Let's hear one more. To glorify God, to glorify God right? All glory to God. And we, we glorify God when we approach people and we share the truth and love of Jesus. Um, I think you guys are all aware of just, like, all the hardships that we're facing, right? Um, COVID was tough, right? COVID was tough for all of us. And one thing that I was thinking about, like, man, COVID was so hard for me. I'm a really, like, optimistic, extroverted, happy person. And I haven't dealt with depression since, like, God saved me from drug addiction. But during COVID, I was like, man, I'm starting to feel depressed again. And it made me think, what is COVID like for people who don't have Jesus? How dark must that be, right? And Like, we all know people struggling with depression, right? Someone really close to us, right? Raise your hand. How many of us know someone really close to us, maybe us, ourselves, dealing with anxiety, right? Um, How many people do we know close to us that are contemplating, wrestling with suicidal thoughts, right? We all uh, are living in this uh, this broken world, and the problems that we see in our schools and our families, they're all physical symptoms of a spiritual problem. Because we were designed specifically to be in holy, loving relationship with God in Christ, when we don't have that, when someone doesn't have that, there's no way things in their life are going to be good. It might look good on the outside, but we are hurting inside. And I think that the reason you guys came here, there's probably a variety of reasons, but I believe you want to make a difference. I believe you want to make a difference for Christ in the lives of people that need Christ. Of course, we all need Christ, but if we have Christ, we can share Christ with others. Maybe you don't know how to make that difference, and I want to let you know you're in the right place, and I want you to know, as you can see around you, you're not alone. So what can we do? Well, we at Decision Point, we can help you proclaim the gospel to your friends at school. We've helped students at over 500 schools across the nation proclaim the gospel to their peers, and we want to help you, we can help you, But more importantly, God wants to use you. And God can accomplish all things in and through his people. Let me share with you one uh, story about a student named Jackson from Chicago. He's just like you. He's a high school student at Richards High School. He saw the problem at a school, right? Gang violence, drug addiction, uh, sexual brokenness. He decided to stand up for Christ. Started a Christian club, became a decision point leader, and started receiving coaching on sharing the gospel at his school. He decided to host a week of gospel outreach events day after day, and over 270 students showed up, heard about Jesus from dynamic speakers, churches were able to provide free Chick-fil-A for his events, free Bibles and gospel tracts were passed out, and dozens of students gave their life to Jesus at school during school hours. And Some recommitted their lives, but I want to talk about a a student named Muhammad who was a friend of Jackson. He came day after day to these outreach events. He grew up in a Muslim home, but eventually, at the end of the week, he said, I am not a Muslim anymore. I've decided to follow Jesus. Now Muhammad is reading his Bible every day and has experienced the joy of knowing Jesus and the love that only comes through a relationship with Christ. Check out what Muhammad posted recently on his social media. He said, God, thank you for making a way for me to have a relationship with you. Show me how I can spend intentional time with knowing you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, right? Can we give it up to the Lord for doing an amazing work in people's lives? Now, what I want to share with you is that If God can use Jackson, and obviously this is evidence that God can and did use Jackson to make an eternal impact on someone's life, then God can use you. Okay, I really want you to know that. God can use you. And you might be sitting there thinking, Barnaby, you don't know me. I'm an introvert. (laughs) I don't have many friends. I don't even go to public school. Could I really do that? And I want to let you know, that the Bible is very clear that God can do whatever he wants through you. God is able, God is with you, and God can use you. And God, has, God, God isn't just with us, he's in us, right? He's given us the indwelling spirit of Christ. Even if you're young, even if you're a freshman, even if you have no experience doing any kind of Christian leadership, even if, you're, if you've never played on the worship band before, God's not looking for those who consider themselves qualified. He looks for people who are ready to be used and say yes to him. He qualifies those he uses. Now you might think, this is all great. I wish this can happen, but isn't this all illegal? Like my teachers, my principal, they all tell me like I can't talk about Jesus at school. Well, I want to let you know that it is 100% legal. You are actually protected by two key federal laws to proclaim the gospel at school. The first that I'm gonna talk about is the First Amendment. It's part of our Constitution. And the second is the Equal Access Act. You can write these in um, your worksheet here to help you remember these. So the First Amendment, if you don't know what it is, it's the freedom of speech. So during all non-instructional time at school, you're free to openly talk about Jesus. You could pray and read the Bible even out loud. You can pass out God's Word in Christian literature, gospel tracts, and you can wear Christian clothes, hats, shoes, socks, whatever you want that have Bible verses and Christian messages on them. You don't shed your First Amendment rights when you go uh, to school. You just need to make sure you're exercising your First Amendment rights in non-instructional time. That includes before school, during breaks, during lunchtime, and after school. The second law is the Equal Access Act. This is a federal law that applies to all secondary schools, uh, secondary public schools in the U.S. So that means middle school and high schools. It basically says that all student groups on campus need to be given the same exact rights as every other student group. So if the Gay-Straight Alliance is having a rally in the gym, and they're having a guest speaker come and talk about LGBT and trans identity, guess what? The Christian club can invite a pastor to use the same gym, invite students to hear the gospel of Jesus, and the pastor can do an altar call right then and there for students to give their lives to Jesus. This would be impossible without the Christian Club because the Equal Access Act only applies to student groups that are recognized on campus. So you can host events, reserve rooms on campus, hang up posters and pass out flyers, and invite guest speakers like your pastor to your school. So now you know that it's possible, and in fact that the law is on your side as it currently stands. But what can you do? And I want to spend the rest of the time in our seminar talking about how you can practically share the gospel with people at your school. But first, I want you to envision it. Okay, so let's just close our eyes real quick for 10 seconds. I want you to ask this question, what if God used me to reach my school? What if God used me to reach my friends, my classmates, my teachers, my city, my generation? As you think through that, I want you to open your eyes as we watch this video that is real uh, footage of students leading outreach at their schools. And I want you to ask these two questions at the bottom of your worksheet, what stood out from the video, and then what impact could the same kind of outreach have at my school? So let's turn our attention to the screen. Sharing the gospel at at Sienega is something I feel like to do because um, I really feel just this darkness at the school. I feel like just this light in in this dark room. It's hurting so bad, and students don't even know. They don't know how wonderful Jesus is, and that's what I hope to tell them and bring them the good news. I really want my peers to know just like the sacrifice that Jesus made for us, and just how much God loves us, and unconditionally, because it's such like just a broken world, and people feel so unloved and feel the need to um, just be fake, and like gain people's favor by following the crowd, and there's something so much better if they just pursue Jesus. Just give them hope in their lives. You may be the only Christian that they've talked to ever or that has really been intentional with them. It's really cool to see um, the fruits of like what happens at these outreach weeks. Uh, We've seen probably hundreds if not thousands of people hear the gospel at our school. A lot of students who are not only coming for the food, but they're coming to hear what the speakers are talking about. We got to partner with some really cool pastors throughout the week that came in to do rallies at these schools. So they came in and they spoke on the gospel. Some of them shared their testimonies. At, our, at my home church, we're told all the time that high school is the biggest mission field in the world. And I really get to see that with all the hard and broken students on our campus and for me this has helped me because it's helped equip me with the tools that that I'm gonna need. Especially during Outreach Week you really have to step outside of your comfort zone. It's just really helped me to be more bold and confident in my faith everywhere that I go. I could never imagine like having such a cool like event that like so many students are going to and hearing about God. All of a sudden the pages of Scripture become alive to them. Now it's not just a a distant story in the past, and that would be nice if it happened today, but they get to see God experience in miraculous ways right in second period at their school. It's amazing. Awesome. So let's let's hear from you guys real quick. What stood out from the video to you? Let's hear from one or two people. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, seeing young people being able to make a legitimate change in helping people come to know Christ. Yeah, seeing young people make legitimate change in people coming to Christ. Thank you. What else? What else stood out to you from the video? Yeah, right there. Yeah, it's surprising, right? We, we tend to think that people like just don't want to talk about Jesus at all. But when you actually host an event at a school, you'll be surprised how many people are just come out of curiosity, just want to hear what uh, someone's going to say about Jesus. All right, what, now what impact could the same kind of outreach have at your school? Anyone want to share? What if this happened at your school? What, what, what could you see happening? Uh, let's go over here. Yeah, less violence is what you said, right? Yeah, like, we have to think that, you know, violence and all the brokenness in this world, it stems from sin, having a broken relationship with God. So when we counteract that by bringing the gospel of truth and love into a school, it is going to have an impact. Let's hear from one more person. What would it look like to see this kind of outreach at your school? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, just shining the light of Jesus in a dark place, right? For sure. Well, to host on-campus outreaches like this, it takes Christian club leaders to make it happen. So I wanted to ask, like, how many of you guys here today are Christian club leaders? Do we have Christian club leaders in the room? Awesome. God bless you guys. What about, how many of you guys are just part of a Christian club? Awesome. Praise God. You guys are in a unique position, as I share with the Equal Access Act, you're able to create opportunities that your pastor, your parents, your teachers can't create. You guys are in a unique position to share the gospel with your entire student body, even if you wanted to before they graduate. And I want to ask, do you want that? Do you want to reach your entire school? And if the answer is even like a quiet yes, I want to encourage you to apply for our coaching so we can offer you ongoing support, and give you a bunch of resources to help you with that. Um, Some of those resources, just real quick, is a student leader guide. This is like a a handbook for students who are leading club to give them leadership training, a vision for how to map out their entire school year. We'll give you a student leader action plan that goes through scheduling club uh, content series and different outreach initiatives. Uh, We'll give you access to all kinds of training videos that you can even show in your Christian club, such as the legal rights training, um, how to witness, how to share your testimony. And then we'll send you actually a physical starter kit with all this stuff, a T-shirt, maybe some sunglasses, and and a cool pen. Now you might be thinking, what if I'm not a club leader, right? Um, Maybe there's a Christian club on campus, but you're not a part of it. Well, you could take what you're learning here and share the vision with your Christian club. And maybe even offer to them, hey, I would love to even join the leadership and be a part of helping us realize this vision. And if there isn't a club on campus, here's the good news. You could start one. You could be the person to create something that your school desperately needs, a Christian club. Now, if you go to private school, you could still lead outreach. It's just going to look slightly different. But we still want to help you and partner with you to share the gospel with people at your school, even if it's a Christian school Um, people need to hear about Jesus. And if you're homeschooled, you can actually join a Christian club at your nearby public school and come as a guest every time they have meetings. Some of our staff members actually grew up as homeschool kids, helping uh, public school students lead outreach at their school. And if you're graduating from high school, you can support high schoolers and middle schoolers near your college and coach them. And we would love to give you training and resources to do that. So whatever category you're in, whether you're a youth pastor, make sure to f- submit that response card that w- uh, you picked up on your way in um, as you head out. Uh, lastly, I want to mention uh, in terms of resources, decisionpoint.org camp. This would actually be the go-to place to check out what our eight-week online coaching program looks like. Next, I want to just, the rest of our time, I'm just going to focus on these three challenges of how to practically share the gospel at your school. And the first one I'm going to talk about is the Pray 5 Challenge. And the Pray 5 Challenge is super simple. It's this. Commit to praying for five people for five minutes a day for five weeks. Okay, five people, five minutes a day for five weeks, and you're praying for three specific things. That one, you would have an open door to share the gospel with them. Two, that you would actually share the gospel clearly and boldly when that door opens. And three, that they would come to faith in Jesus when you share the gospel, right? Very simple stuff. Colossians 4, 3 to 4 tells us to pray in this way. Pray steadfastly, pray for an open door, pray that we can clearly share the gospel. In Ephesians five eighteen, Paul prays for boldness. So we should pray in those same ways. Daniel Jansen, as you see here, Uh, In the photo, he took up the Pray Five challenge and he saw God move powerfully. He began praying every day for opportunities and God opened a door for him to share the gospel with his best friend, which led to multiple conversations about God and spirituality and ultimately the senior year of high school. His friend gave his life to Christ and decades later, they still meet up every week, talk and pray and serve in church together. And Daniel Jansen said, was personal witnessing awkward? Sure, sometimes. But was it worth it? A million times, yes. Well, what would happen if we started to pray for our friends like Daniel? I actually want to challenge you right now to take the Pray 5 challenge, and you could do that on the back of your worksheet. There's, there's five uh, bullet points here. Just think about five people in your life that you love, that you want to see have a relationship with Jesus, and I want you to commit to praying for them five minutes a day, for five weeks. So I'll give you a minute to just fill that out right now if you want to take that challenge up. All right, the second challenge I'm going to talk about is the Give God's Word challenge. And you can continue to fill that out while you listen. The Give God's Word challenge is pretty self-explanatory. It's about... Giving God's word to people who don't have it. Did you know that 50% of high schoolers have never heard of John 3.16 in the United States of America? Isn't that crazy? It's like the most famous verse of all time. We did surveys across 2,000 schools in the U.S. 50% of students said they've never heard of John 3.16. Let's change that, right? Why don't we change that? Let's put the word of God in people's hands because God's word is powerful. powerful. The Bible tells us that his word will not return void. And one of the ways you could do that is by passing out Bibles. You could pass out gospel tracts like the one you received when you came in and life books. How many of you guys know what life books are? Oh, most of you guys don't know. So it's basically the gospel of John or the gospel of Mark in the English standard version. But there's annotations in here that help someone who's never read the Bible before understand what's going on. And the really cool thing is that these are 100% free. So as soon as if your youth pastors here at Hume start bugging them now, tell them to go to thelifebook.com and order these for free. You can order like 10,000, 20,000, and they're totally free, and you can pass them out at your school. When could you do this? When could you take this challenge to share uh, God's word with other people? Well, a great day to mark on your calendar is October 7th, because that's the national "Bring Your Bible to School day. But it doesn't have to be that day. It could be around Christmas. We've challenged Christian clubs to pass this out as a conversation starter um, to invite friends to their Christmas worship services at their local church. Whenever you want to do it, I want to encourage you to share uh, the Word of God with people, literally putting it in their hands, because you never know. They might be alone in their room one day, having the worst day of their life, open up this and be hit with the hope that is in Christ alone. Uh, the third challenge is the Go Witness Challenge. Beyond just praying to share the gospel, I also want you to actually share the gospel when God opens those doors up. It's as simple as this. Just going up to people. They might be your friends, maybe people you don't know. Maybe they're the outcasts and the loners at school. If the Christians aren't the ones reaching out to them, who will, right? And just approach them and just simply say, Hey, my name's Barnaby. How's your day going? Do you have a few minutes to talk about spirituality or God? I would love to hear your thoughts about Jesus. If they say yes, great. If they say no, great. Either way, you've tried and you've given that person an opportunity to hear the good news of Jesus. The Go Witness Challenge is really simple. You could do it alone, but you can also invite your friends to do it. So think of some friends who you might want to encourage to take this challenge with you. The rest of our time, I'm going to actually train, uh, give you guys a, a shortened training on how to share the gospel with others. But once again, I think it's important that we start with the why. Why do we share the gospel with people? Well, one, we're God's ambassadors. Yes, God can reach whoever He wants, and you know we hear about God reaching people through their dreams. But the primary way God shares His love with others is through His people. We are God's ambassadors. And in Mark fifteen, sixteen, Jesus literally commands us to go proclaim the gospel to the world. And if he's our Lord, we have to do what he says with joy. And Romans ten fourteen asks a very profound question If we don't share the gospel, how will they hear it? If they don't hear it, how will they know Jesus and how will they be saved, right? My question to you is, if God opens the door for you to share the gospel with your non-believing friends or family members, will you be ready to share it? Here are five simple ways to share the gospel, or five simple steps to share the gospel. The first is, prepare for the conversation. Everything we do for Jesus, in Jesus, begins in prayer. Pray for not only them, but pray for your own heart. Pray that you would actually be reaffirmed in your faith in Jesus. Pray for confidence in the gospel to transform people's lives. Pray in surrendering your fears and trusting in the power of the cross and the Holy Spirit. And then just begin the conversation. Step two is simple. Just begin the conversation. And it can be, like, really easy. Like, how about this? Hey, what's your name? Josh. Josh. Hey, I'm Barnaby. Nice to, you. nice to meet you, man. How's your day going? Hey, I just wanted to talk to you. For a few minutes about spirituality and God—is that something you might be interested in? Yeah. Yeah, Great. I've heard, I've heard a bit. Yeah. Have you ever been to church before? Uh, I think it was like once, but my aunt invited me. Before. Yeah. Well, what do you think about Jesus? What or what? What do you know about him? Uh well, I what I've heard from my aunt is that he died for our sins, which I don't really understand. Hmm. Um, Or like that. Yeah. So I'm going to pause here. You, you see what I did there? I asked, I just introduced myself like a normal human being, right? Just say your name, ask for their name. And then you ask a transition question. And the transition question could be, have you ever been to church before? Do you have a few minutes to talk about God? If you could ask God one question, what would it be? These are very simple questions that engage a person to talk. And then I just start out by listening. And then I can ask a permission question. Hey, Josh, thanks so much for sharing with me what you've heard about Jesus. Do you mind if I share with you what I believe about Jesus? I don't mind like at all. Okay, look at that. Now I have a green light. He's given me 100% consent to pour the gospel on him. And this is where you get to step three. And uh, you could turn to your little black booklet here, the Meant for More booklet. And this booklet is great because it lays out just four simple points to share the gospel clearly and confidently. Number one, I'm just going to read it for you. It's simple. God loves you and created you to know Him personally. He has a wonderful plan for your life. Number two, people are sinful and separated from God, so we cannot know Him personally or experience His love and plan. Number three, Jesus Christ is God's only provision for our sin. Through Him alone, we can know God personally and experience God's love and plan. And number four, we must individually receive Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord then we can know God's per- God personally and experience his love and plan. And then if you flip to the next page, it helps you guide someone who says, yes, I want to ex- receive Christ as Lord and Savior through maybe their first prayer ever. If you can read, you can share the gospel. It's that simple. Just pray in preparation. Start the conversation. Ask a transition question and a permission question. And if they say yes, yes, They've given you the green light to share the gospel with them. I want you to do this. I want you to just turn to the person next to you real quick, and I want you to practice introducing yourself, asking a transition question, which is basically, hey, do you have a few minutes to talk about God? Hey, what are your thoughts about Jesus? Have you ever heard of the gospel before? And then, depending on how they respond, ask a permission question. Do you mind if I share with you what I believe? Why don't you just practice that real quick? 30 seconds. Each person take like 15 seconds. Uh I'll practice with you. Hi. All right, all right, all right. Um, Was that awkward for anybody? Yeah, it was, right? Was it not awkward for some of you? Okay, you know what? Awkwardness is, is just gonna happen in life. We just gotta accept it, okay? You just gotta embrace it and go out there and love on people even when it's awkward. Okay, so just a review of the three challenges we covered today the Pray Five challenge, I hope you take up that challenge, the Give God's Word challenge, and the Witnessing challenge. Um, I hope you say yes to these challenges and become a decision point leader by joining the movement of students who are doing these challenges all across the nation. Also, for those of you that are interested in doing large-scale outreach like you saw in the video, I want to challenge you to apply for personal coaching. Uh, We'd love to partner with you and your youth pastor and give you training and resources on how to do that. Last but not least, um, please fill out the response cards as you guys exit the room. Uh, You can pass them to my lovely wife, Christine. We'd love to connect with you, especially if you're interested in reaching your school and learning more or receiving more training and resources from us. And if you're a youth pastor or a leader or even if you're a student, you want to hang out and talk more, my wife and I are going to be hanging out at the pizza place around 3 or 4 o'clock. Oh, and then with the pens, I, I I didn't do this for the first session, so don't say anything. But uh, if you really don't have a pen and you like this pen, you can keep your pen. But if you have other pens, please be honest, put the pen back. Because we need those, you know, because we're doing this seminar every week. So if you really need a pen and you want Decision Point to be the one to provide that for you, take the pen with you. If not, please leave the pen as you, as you go. Everything else you can keep. Thank you so much.